Hey everyone, I'm uh, I'm kind of on a roll tonight with the podcast, and so I just kind of want to run with it. And I um, want to talk about this concept of taking care of my future self. And I've talked about that before, and now it's you know kind of people talk about it in general. But I want to talk about my experience, strength, and hope around it and how I kind of developed this in my mind. And I've told this story um, many times, but, you know, oh well. So um, it was about 10 years into recovery, maybe, maybe less. No, it was probably about 10 years. And um, so I had experience with, um, you know, doing a four-step. I was trying to, um, my, you know, dark living was behind me. And my spiritually principled life was, was the one that I was trying to lead. And I, I can't even remember what the decision was. But um, I had to make some sort of important decision. And... And I remember what I remember about that. And it's interesting. Like, I, I can't tell you what the decision was. I was like, God, was it a job? Was it a new apartment? Was it some, I, I have no idea. What I remember is being in my kitchen and knowing that after I made my choice, you know, whether it was a week or a month from that point, I would have I would be able to look back and I would have the benefit of hindsight I knew that there was this magical sort of piece of information that we call hindsight that um you know that kind of kind of will tell you whether what you did was a good thing or a bad thing or whatever and I was very very frustrated that I could not um manufacture hindsight in present time because that's that's not how that works it's sort of looking back and having a bigger picture of whatever situation you were in and then from that perspective being able to sort of grok and glean um, more information that you can only get by looking back and so I was very frustrated with this and so um because it was somewhat early recovery, I had plenty of experiences of um, looking back on decisions that I had made and, you know, I made the wrong one or whatever it was. I just, I had regret about that, even in recovery. So I was really kind of frozen because I just... I, I was going to make a big decision and I didn't want it to be the wrong one. And because, and then I realized that what I was really stuck on was that in the future, I didn't want to look back on myself and think, God, what an idiot. Or, you know, why didn't you do this? Or why did you do that? You know, and why didn't you blah, blah, blah. And so uh, I worked in the legal industry, and, and there was a term called due diligence, and that means that you have to research everything. You have to do your due diligence. You have to, you know, it's sort of like 
you know, you have to vet some, you know, whatever it is, you can think of it as like, if you're, you know, going to go for a job, your due diligence would be to research the company, look at the area, look at how they're, you know, what their turnover rate is. And that's like, do you're very diligent. So your due diligence. And so I knew that phrase due diligence. And so I thought, okay, I'm in present time. I'm being asked to make a decision and I'm going to try to make the best decision that I can make. And then there's going to be a me in the future, my future self. And my future self is going to be looking back at me today. And I was, I was thinking like, how, what can I do to minimize, this is how it started, the origin of it. What can I do to minimize the shame, any shame spiral? That's what I, initially when I was having this experience, that's what I was trying to do. It was like to not, I didn't want to look back on myself in present time and cringe at like what an idiot I was or anything like that. So I was really trying to protect myself from, you know, the future and looking back on me. And I thought, well, the only thing that I can do is I can do my due diligence. And what that meant for me was to really work my program around it that I, um, you know, whatever it was, did a four step on it that I talked to my therapist about it. I talked to my best friend about it and I talked to my sponsor about it that I had done my due diligence on the decision. And here's what happened in the future. When I did look back, I had no shame. Because I knew that I had done everything that I could do. So that started this concept for me. This is like around um, the turn of the millennium, like around 2000 or whatever, of this idea of relating to myself present time, future time, past time. And so it it just sort of started to expand from there. So yes, every decision, anytime I came up to um, a fork in the road where I would have to make a decision that my life would go one way or the other, um, I wanted to do my due diligence so that my future self would not have shame about my past self. And, and how I could do that was in present time working my program completely around it. Now, you can't be perfectionistic about it because there's it's just not possible. You can't control the future. But what I could do was, you know, talk to um, people and work my steps and stuff like that. And that's where I also learned the phrase, a wise man seeks counsel. And so that's something that I held on to was a wise man seeks counsel and um, and that I need to do my due diligence. Anyway, eventually that whole like, you know, protecting my present time self, protecting my past time self, you know, protecting my future self just became part of my thought process. And then it started to get to just not such big, huge decisions, but just simple decisions. So for example, you know, um, I was just talking to a friend and She's got a 12-hour shift tomorrow, and she's really into this book. And I was like, you know, well, you got to take care of your future self and go to bed now. Because that's what I say to myself. So, for example, this is a common one. 
like, I don't know if this is a common one. Like, for example, I, I like to keep my dishes clean. I like to keep, you know, there can be a few dishes, but if there are a lot of dishes. And so sometimes at night, I'm too tired. And so I've literally started to be like, so let's, so right now it's Saturday. Tomorrow's going to be Sunday. And I will literally say to like my, so I'm in Saturday and I'm like, I'm too tired to do the dishes. Now I have a full day tomorrow and I'm like, you know what, Sunday, I just, I need you to, to do the dishes, do my dishes for me tomorrow. And then here's what, like, so then I go to sleep tonight. Tomorrow I wake up, it's Sunday, and and instead of going, oh, fuck, why didn't I do those dishes? Now I've got to do them. I actually think of, like, my Saturday self. Like, my Saturday self sent me a little love note. Hey, Sunday self, um, uh, I know that this is, you know, kind of more for you to do, but I was really tired tonight, and I, you know, could you do me a favor and do the dishes for me? It just starts like that little kind of communication. And that's why I like, so then in if I have a day where I wake up and I didn't do what I needed to do the day before, you know, I now can sort of feel like, no, it's okay, Saturday self, I'll do the dishes for you. This is very different than procrastinating. Because procrastinating is like, you know, so for example, it's let's use the Saturday, Sunday example. My Saturday self does fucking nothing and puts everything on my Sunday self. And that's like, that's not cool. You know what I mean? That's like, that's not taking care of my future self. So um, that's where it's like, so in present time, I will actually make sure to do things because I want to take care of my future self. And so I had a lot to do today. I didn't get to the dishes. I like leave my little Sunday self and love note like, hey, you know, I took care of this and this and this, but I, I needed a break and I'm tired. So I didn't do the dishes. Can you do them? Sunday self wakes up, knows that Saturday self put in a good college try, took care of all this stuff and is like, yeah, I'll love to do the dishes. I totally get it. So relating to myself in those in those ways around self-care so you know and that really helps me to do a lot of things like let's take a shower tonight because my future self you know it'll make her feel better if we wake up you know clean tomorrow versus if I don't take one and it's like oh my god that's three days without a shower so just this idea of loving myself um through time and having my self-care like you know and I actually I don't want to get on off on this but I do think all time exists at the same time so you know right now my past time self and my future self we all actually are existing at the same time and what I feel is this loving thread between us like I love I'm thankful to my past time self for all the work that it's done and every little thing that it does so that my day today was a lot lighter and I did get to have some fun but yeah I had shit to do and I'm trying to do a little bit more because tomorrow I have a lot on I'm I've got a whole day scheduled but some of it is like, you know, it's a few dishes that I'm like, dude, you can, can you just do these handful of dishes for me? You know, now I didn't get 
the laundry folded. I'm like, you know what? And Sunday self, you don't have to do this. Let's ask Monday to do it. We can ask Monday self to do, to fold the laundry. And, and then on Monday, when like, let's say Monday comes around and I work all day and there's folded. Well, my Monday self knows that like trusts my pastime self, that my pastime self did the best that she could. And any work that was left over in the future, it's okay. Like I never get mad at myself as I guess what I'm sort of talking myself to this place of like, I never get angry at my past self because I feel connected to myself throughout time. And I, and I really operate from a place of loving my future self and my pastime self and taking care of myself um, in, in all possible ways. So I hope this wasn't too abstract for you. It makes sense to me, but I've been doing it for a really long time. But the point is, is just like, you know, there's no point. I'm going to stop right there. Uh, the point is, is that, that, you know, the evolution of self-love that, you know, doing steps, do using the tools, just sort of morph into just loving acts because I'm, I'm rooted in a higher power that I believe in that is love and that love is action. I also, you know, believe in balance and it's okay. I mean, to be honest, the dishes are not that fucking important. Um, but again, it's the whole like, oh, but I like a clean kitchen, you know? So it's a little bit of that, like, you know, it's not necessary, but it's a little, you know, love thing around like, you know, I really like that. So um, another example that I just thought of would be um, if an anniversary was coming up and I knew it was coming up, like I would think about my future self. So let's, I do have anniversaries that are hard. So let's say an anniversary has come up that I knew was hard. So my present time self, let's say it was next week, would think of my future self and be like, you know what, I'm going to plan something for me. I'm going to take care of my future self and maybe I'll make sure that things are done or I'll um, schedule something or I don't know. But the point is, is that I'm just, I'm really learning how to love and take care of myself in a way that I was not taught and I did not get to experience growing up. Um, and you can't transmit what you don't have. And so teaching, when you teach people how to love themselves, I really recommend that you know how to do that. And that what does love look like? I think that's probably the point that I was trying to say is like, you know, what does love, love what does love for myself look like? What would, a, what would love do here? Um, so anyway, so that's, that's a long talk on one of my favorite topics though. Okay. Thanks guys.